0: Welcome to Lost Man Standing, the podcast where we explore spirituality, ecology, and sex through the lens of the sacred masculine. I am your host and guide, Rainier Wild. So excited to be talking to you again. It's just me today. No fancy guest, no spectacular story, simply the primal goodness, the sweet nectar of the essential moi. That's it. So tune out if you don't want pure and undefiled me today. Otherwise, stay tuned. We've got some great talks that I need to have with you. Some really good talking points about character shaping, developing yourself into the man you want to be and already are. I'm super excited to talk to you today, and I hope you'll listen in, but first, welcome to Last Man Standing. What your purpose is, what your place in this world is, who you matter to, what gift you're giving Long before you can answer those questions, you actually have to know who you are. Who's the person having this experience? It requires immense self-awareness. It's the only way you can get around to actually having purpose. Just the other day, I was talking with a man who I was interacting with who said he wanted to be true to himself, but he didn't even know actually who that was. He, he wanted to find his place in that world, but candidly had no clue who it was who was doing the looking in the first place. I hear it a lot. And once in ancestral times, everyone had a place. You had a function. You were absolutely necessary. You mattered. Today, people are disposable. They no longer belong. We've even lost our own sense of belonging to ourselves. And if you're a man who is looking for purpose, who feels adrift, who senses he doesn't have a place in this world, let's get down to brass tacks. I work with men to find out who they are so that they can confidently live out why they're here. It's a technology. It's an art. It's a way of being in this world. And it's something that I want you to experience. So let's work together. You can actually go to my website, evolvingwild.live, and find out exactly how we can partner together in this profound and amazing work. I would love to interact with you, schedule a free call, or if you know exactly what you want and you're the kind of man who wants to take action immediately, you can become my partner in this mentorship process by simply clicking the right button. You'll know exactly what to do. EvolvingWild.Live, I want to work with you. All right. What else? What else? Oh, we have such a cool opportunity coming up. Um, I was on a really great podcast. We are Superior Men is their Instagram handle. Real Superior Men is the podcast. It was so good. I loved being on the Superior Men podcast, um, talking with Jay and Matt about the subject of tribal initiation, the, the painful rebirth of a, of a boy coming into manhood and why men need to be a part of a band of brothers. You can tune in at the Superior Men podcast. Find them on Instagram at Real Superior Men. Love those guys. That was so good. Uh, what else? Oh, oh! I also just got back from a, an amazing time—a a retreat together with Matt Walker of Matt Walker Adventures. You've heard him on this podcast before, and he was kind enough to to invite me along with several other men to his his chalet in the northern uh, regions of the Pacific Northwest. What an awesome time um, to be hosted by such an amazing guide and facilitator. Um, It was a really diverse group of guys, but, but we all shared common threads we really gave our gift we interacted I don't, I don't want to spoil anything because I, I don't know how secret it is but I got to tell you we did a lot of stuff together a lot of just living together you know kind of working breaking bread um, we each were responsible for bringing teachings uh, whether it was kids games or or uh, oh what do you call it when you when you sing And there's a machine oh karaoke yeah we did karaoke I sang karma police love that it was really fun you know for a minute there I lost myself oh it was so fun um did barbecue I gotta tell you the the interesting thing though was participating in the Vem Hof full immersion into um a glacial river um Boy, that event really challenged me, pushed my edge uh, so hard. You know, as someone who has been an embodied self for so long, the work for me has been about becoming an embodied entity on this planet and really sinking my feet into the soil, feeling my blood, feeling the cold, feeling the hot air, whatever that is, to to sink myself deeply into that soft animal of my body. And this was a challenge, you know, the Wim Hof breathing method, and then descending down a rope into six feet of ice-cold water and being there for a prolonged period of time. Couldn't have done it without the moral support of the tribe of men around me, encouraging me, cheering me on as my, as my frigid balls floated in that water. And I thought I, I just might be dying of a heart attack or death by a thousand little needle cuts from that, that freezing water. And uh, and I heard just exclamations from the riverbank, "You can do this, Rainier! You've got this! You were born for this!" And then, as I got out, hurling myself onto that rock and coming into collision with the difficulty of getting out, my my muscles were were cold and weak and and I was tired, and the rock was by now slippery, and as I tried to pull myself up, I couldn't, and I needed the help of other men to to pull me up and and getting past the embarrassment just to the effectiveness of the moment. I needed others to help support me in my intentions. What a powerful moment. Um, I've described it to several men since then as one of the more powerful events of my life. Not only because I pushed into my edge. But I also had to rely on others to take me to the next level. It was a really great time. We, we each ended up Committing to creating a 90-day plan that focuses on our our personal and spiritual well-being, our physical health, our relationships, our wealth, and our work, and then created group checkpoints. Um, that was a really exciting time. I got to share something that I've been working on and developing: the not-so-subtle art of actually giving a fuck, um, <laughs> which is something I'm going to be talking to you a lot more about. Um, that was really fun, and then facilitated an authentic, relating, relational yoga uh, experience for men to truly get curious about one another's lives, and who they were. That was that was a blast. Um, loved bringing that for these other guys. Hey, if you are someone who wants to build tribe, who wants to connect, who wants to connect with men locally in your locality and bring together. Um, something in the here and now I want to connect with you I am putting together a phenomenal resource Bringing 15 to 20 years of, of community building Tribe design knowledge together for you This is an exclusive offer It's an exclusive group that I'm putting together It will be free It will be free, but it will be space limited. And I'm excited to share that with you. If you are someone who is interested in building tribe locally in your area and having the insight and the wherewithal to do that, I wanna speak to you. Direct message me, you can go to evolvingwild.live, you can email me directly from there. Or you can go to Instagram and direct message me there. I would love to speak with you. I would love for you to sign up. If you're not on my mailing list, sign up at evolvingwild.live. You can get on our uh, exclusive mailing list. Some of those spots already are taken by men who have already had the opportunity to connect because I presented it to them first. You're going to want to sign up for this. Hey, if you haven't uh, liked us on um, Apple or oh, what's the other one, Google Play, In a while. If you haven't reviewed us, if you haven't given that five star rating or that phenomenal review, go ahead and do that now. It means so much to us. It means so much because men find us easier. Our message of becoming who you are, finding your sense of purpose, and building a tribe gets out there into the world. And that's what matters. Honestly, I want to return this wisdom, this insight directly to you. I want to grow this community so that men can grow together. And that's what this is about. It's men growing to grow one another. It's far more than just about me and what I'm doing. That's interesting. That's cool and all. But it is about building one another's lives. And we do that in a variety of ways. And I'm excited for you to be a part of that. Okay. Well, without further ado, we are going to talk about character development, and becoming a man. Are you in? Okay, let's get going. It had been a really difficult year, and that's an understatement. Um, My rather meteoric career in mental health and and academia had come to a, a spectacular close, related to my own compulsive choices and an addictive behavior i had fucked a coworker and generally been an asshole of a human being i'd been acting like a character in someone else's melodramatic novel my faith community that i had founded and participated in was was over it left longtime friends and and genuinely good people whom i loved in the lurch they were hurting they were confused what had seemed like a, a liberating move to end it had simply left my family more isolated and and me more more lonely than ever. The marriage that that I had committed to and passionately wished to be a part of, my my second, was quickly becoming a casualty of my own broken way of being in the world. And it, it really looked like everything was falling apart i got to be honest, life has never felt as over for me as it did in that moment. I knew I was facing loss in every arena. And I can remember clearly thinking, well, there's work, down the toilet, <laughs> family, totally gone, relationships ruined, what the hell do I have left? And one night after we put our kids to bed and turned off the lights, my wife and I stood in our bedroom, neither of us moving. And I recall in that moment looking at her, and, and, and she was crying. It was such a tumultuous and dark time. So low. And we, we, we both were crying. And I, I remember asking her, what do you want me to do? And I will never forget her words. She looked at me, and she said, Fucking be the man. Be the man. You know, the reality of that moment was this. All of my defense mechanisms I had constructed had ground down to a halt. Whatever had been working up till then had by now stopped. And maybe this is an obvious analysis, but, but the truth is that most of us develop our defenses as a, as a natural way of dealing with the situations that come about in life. They're often just elements that, that develop very early on that help us mitigate circumstances that would crush us otherwise, and in that sense we ought to be grateful for them. Imagine a a pristine and clear mountain lake. It's absolutely teeming with life. Fish, amphibians, shore animals, beavers, otters, etc. The presence of life is overwhelming. And then something happens. The cold wind blows, the winter storms come, and inevitably a sheet of ice forms over the top of the lake. In a sense, it's protective. It stops further harm of what lies beneath, but it's also preventative, isn't it? The things that are underneath can no longer escape. In order to access those elements, you you have to get through that line of defense. And as it is in the wild, so it is in our life. When we're in the process of personality formation, we're born into that world of potentiality. I'm a father. I, I've witnessed the birth of my children. And I can tell you there's a vibrancy and an aliveness to this emergence. It's unparalleled. And maybe you've heard people talking about having a, a kind of essential self, or even more commonly, the idea of people having a spirit. What does that even mean? But but if you've enjoyed a good scotch or whiskey, you know what a spirit is. When you, when you process an alcohol down to its finest, most pure distillation, you actually call what's left the spirits. It's the element that is heart and soul to the character of the drink. And in the same way, the essence or spirit is that part of a person that cannot be reduced. As one poet and philosopher said, it is the face you had before you were born. That's the kind of irreducible quality that we have when we're born, maybe even before we're born. It's potential. It's uncolored. It's unbounded. It's undeconstructible. You can't break it down any further. Of course if you can't reduce it it can be covered up can't it So let's let's be honest very very quickly a steady series of disappointments occur to that infant don't they I mean <laughs> you're plunged from from the warm womb to that excruciating brightness and cold and noise and the world is Way less present and if, uh, pleasant, rather. And if this weren't enough, your caregiver isn't always responsive to your cries, you don't always get what you want, the environment doesn't always correspond to your immediate need. You get the idea. So, what happens? Well, we develop coping mechanisms, elaborate defense strategies to protect us from being disappointed or hurt. This is like that icy layer covering the lake, isn't it? In this analogy, we call that ice our personality. It's, it's the outermost part that people interact with that we show the world. That's right. It, it, in large part, our, our personality is just a protection racket. We've been running to avoid heartache. Hi, my, my name is Rainier, and I'm a defense mechanism. And it all works until it doesn't. The thing that got us through simply stops. Habits that protected us and acted in our best interests no longer do so. The reality is that at some point, we had to figure out if we're going to keep running the same play, it's not working anymore. We're going to need to try something different. My own life had centered around filling the void of detachment, loss of connection, chronic loneliness, isolation with cheap sex, romantic love, it's the original cocaine high. I mean, lots of guys who mirror this journey, and the truth is, I suspect it's an easy trap to fall into. Regardless of whether or not it is anyone else's road, it was mine. Those hidden moments, whether spent in front of a magazine or a computer screen or making a real-life contact, they made me feel fucking great, empowered, charming, surly, and I was able to make sense out of the sadness. I, I didn't have to think about it anymore. Recently, uh, a media troll went after me privately, stating I, I don't sufficiently explain how our behavior develops, how our shadows emerge, or how we overcome them. I, I get it. Culture is awash and clever and empowering self-help jargon that skims over how we get to be the way we are in the first place. It assumes a certain level of awareness on the part of the average reader, or, or is simply disinterested in exploring the how and the why. Strength-based, solution-focused. That's how you have to get to a hustler guru today on Instagram. Um, the, the would-be online assailant, though, wasn't wrong. He was pointing out an obvious truth. We, we'd rather not have to deal with our shadow. Carl Jung, the father of psychoanalysis and of the discussion of the shadow, noted that the shadow is really the thing in our life which no longer harmonizes with what's acceptable to the public self, To paraphrase him, everything that shuns the light of public opinion, that's our shadow. Of course we don't talk about it. Of course our resumes are are littered with only the good stuff. Our stories all hinge on a turnaround. Our our memories are constructed and carefully um, organized around putting the best foot forward. However, as, as Jung pointed out, and I quote, everything carries a shadow. And the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it gets. At all counts, it forms an unconscious snag, thwarting our most well-meant intentions. In other words, until we learn to integrate our wounds and our shadows, they'll trip us up at every stop. And I've got to be honest, that's what being the man is about to me. It's not simply about reinventing my golden self, or trying to put on airs. It's not about developing another platform where I simply show the gold. Those things are deadly to me. Being a man living out of his health and strength is about accepting both my sin and my gift, one with the other. And in order to do this, we have to have practice spaces, or what I call unsafe spaces. I call them unsafe because, quite honestly, they're the very opposite of the tidy, well-organized, pillow-filled rooms I used to sit in as a therapist. They're anything but safe and clean. The circles I find myself in today are messy, and when the shit hits the fan, it gets ugly. A man whose wife cheated on him, a a man who's cheating on his wife, a, a man who hates being a father but can't imagine being from his kids. A a man who can't contain or control his anger. A man with a past he can't escape. A a man who can't stop sobbing about the emotional incest of his childhood. A man who was an abuser. A, A man who lost his job. A man who's a closeted homosexual. A man who wants more but has no clue how to get it. A man who is constantly perennially broke. Messy, right? Men need shatter zones where they can fall apart without being therapized to death, fixed, coddled, cuddled. Men have to have places where they can practice integrating their shadow, but not so fast because these aren't judgment free zones. In fact, other men may very well have to judge a man who shares his shadow. And when that happens, that too has to be given voice. Why? Because it's an important part of change. Just like my wife challenged me in that moment, validating the fact that I needed to do more to show up in better ways and work towards change. We men have to have those moments where we can both be radically authentic and actively challenged. It's a both-and process. And what makes that any different than the judgmental and shaming world that shuts men down in the first place is belonging a deep and profound belonging that says, I may not like this. I I may not agree with this, but, but everything belongs. That's the difference. Sebastian younger actually comments on this. When he talks about tribe, he says humans don't mind hardship. In fact, they thrive on it. What they mind is not feeling necessary. Modern societies have perfected the art of making people feel not necessary. It's time for that to end. We're never so unnecessary as when our sin is divorced from our gift. As as one of my podcast guests and good friends, Stu, said, we need failure. Failure is a much better teacher than success. But our relentless emphasis on success and the, the golden aspects of self makes this difficult, even impossible to reveal. So we hide it, sensing that we aren't needed either our sin or our gift. We drop out, we tune out, we fade away, which of course is statistically what we're watching happen with men. But if we chose not to, what would happen? So just like my wife said to me, I'm challenging men to be the man. And I'm not talking about a juiced up meathead macho jerk. That's not what it means to be a man. I'm not talking about a man who is only his golden self, who only is increasing his power lift. Or the number of logs he can chop. Or the events and the crazy Bali yoga sweet poses he can do in the warmth of the beach sun. That's, that's golden man bullshit. That's the boy who hasn't grown up. No, a man is someone who's resilient in the face of suffering. A man is someone who takes responsibility for his actions, even when they reflect poorly. A man can look at his shadow and take steps to integrate it. A man can roll the dice, lose, and try another time. A man is someone who can stay when everyone else falls away, but he's also someone who can shake the dust off his feet and leave when he needs to. A man is strong, but he's flexible. A man has honor in the courts of his tribe, even when public opinion has sentenced him down river. A man cares for his friends and strangers alike. A man isn't afraid to give handouts or hand-ups. He is a king who is generous because he knows that everything he has was given to him first. A man can face down the feminine, be inspired by her, draw from her, feel and move with her, and also not be hypnotized by her and abandon his own mission. A man can take care of his obligations and commitments. But he also commits to being obliged as little as possible. I'm learning to become that kind of man in fits and spurts with help along the way. And life has a way of providing the feedback you need if you find yourself out of step. I wonder what it might be like for you to begin to find your way also. Might it look like reaching out to a friend or a mentor? Might it look like seeing a therapist or a coach? Could it be joining an online group, reaching out to men in your area, even starting your own circle of men? What would it look like for you to begin to bridge the gap and to integrate shadow to light, sin to gift, and to discover more than ever who you really are? Men, that's the challenge for you today. That's what I'm hoping for, that we step up and become the man. All right. This has been Lost Man Standing. Excited to talk to you, excited to hear from you. Thanks so much again for listening. Bye bye.